And I think in both of our experiences, there's things that we can intentionally implement in our lives and our routines during this holiday time that will alleviate some of that stress. Yes, absolutely. When you think about coping mechanisms and how you cope, it's so important. Welcome to the Women Rewriting the Rules podcast, a production by Gush Living. I'm your host, Sumi. And I'm your host, Ashley. And this is where modern women gather to navigate our way through the maze of personal, financial, and emotional challenges, create confidence in our independence, take control of our finances, and achieve ambitious goals, all while loving the life we're currently living. But before we get into the content for today, we want to share something really exciting with you. We are offering a really fun incentive for our day ones, our founding listeners, to help us get this content into the ears of other women who could benefit from it. So if you love this content and you show us your love, we want to pamper you by offering you our very first giveaway, which is a spa day at the Four Seasons Hotel. So if you want a chance to win, there are just three simple steps you can take to get entered. First things first, go ahead and follow this podcast on your podcast app of choice. Next, you're going to write us a short review with a five-star rating. And third, go ahead and share your review on your IG story and tag us at Gush Living. It's really that easy. And once you tag us, we'll pick one lucky winner on January 1st. So get your reviews and shares in now. Let's start the show. I also realize that right now I'm like a beverage whore. I have green juice. I have electrolyte water. I have regular water. I know. Being hydrated is just such a magnificent feeling. It really is part of a glow up. It is. It literally is. And speaking of glow ups, I am really excited to talk about the holiday season and how modern women can glow up in the times of Thanksgiving and Christmas when you're running around, you have so much that's going on, a lot of times feeling really overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and there's a tendency or can be a tendency to lean into the holiday stress. But what if instead of doing that, you leaned into the holiday glow up? Let's talk about it. Absolutely. So I know that the holidays are stressful for a lot of people, but I was reading a really interesting study the other day from Mount Sinai Hospital And they found that most women under the age of 50 are actually stressed out during the holidays about everything. It's not just family or finances. It's every category of the holidays you can think of, from having to buy presents to figuring out work schedules to parties and events that they have to go to, or a lot of times are actually the ones that are doing the emotional labor and sometimes physical labor of planning those parties as well and hosting and having people over. Um, It's just a really stressful time. It definitely is. And I think in both of our experiences, there's things that we can intentionally implement in our lives and our routines during this holiday time that will alleviate some of that stress. Yes, absolutely. When you think about coping mechanisms and how you cope, it's so important. So 
the study was also saying that 61% of women who were part of the survey do exercise to cope. So I'm like, that's really good. That's healthy. That's positive. Absolutely. Around 54%. Well, that's actually a, that's a good stat. 61% more than the majority. Okay. Yeah, like more, like more, more than, than half. half. So that's good. Um, around 54% have conversations with girlfriends and they talk it out. Super helpful. You know, like you have to have your tribe and sometimes Mm -hmm. just having someone who can lend an ear to listen Mm -hmm. can be really helpful and help those stress levels come down Mm -hmm. a little bit. But it made me super sad to read that 50% Mm -hmm. of women turn to either alcohol Mm -hmm. or drugs or Mm -hmm. some form of substance to cope, which... Leads to a downward spiral. Yeah. yeah. And it it can be very easy to do that. Like I, I understand. So I'm curious when we're thinking about what are some of the better ways to cope? Are there any things that you do, Sumi, during the holidays to cope with stress? Yeah, there definitely are. And you know what's funny? It's I had read this book um, called Brainwash by Drs. David and Austin Perlmutter. And, you know, it was they were talking about stress and how stress actually affects our brains. And this was really mind-blowing to me. So stress apparently enlarges the size of our amygdala, which is our lizard brain, and literally shrinks our prefrontal cortex, the, the part of our brain that's used to make, like, good decisions, what's called our adult brain. And so there are a lot of studies that have shown this now that that stress literally makes us have a larger lizard brain and a smaller adult brain, which then it makes sense with what you're saying in terms of, well, then that leads to more people making poor decisions and, you know, just impulsively drinking too much or using substances and going down, you know, paths that aren't necessarily helpful. Yeah. I mean, it. it like fight or flight when you're stressed out and that lizard brain is activated going into that mode of I've got to figure out what to do here and I feel like my safety is at risk and so I'm going to be fight or flight I feel like the other thing that you can do in that is escape which is to drink Mm -hmm. or maybe smoke a little Mary Jane or do something where you just have an opportunity to have a break what feels like a break from everyday life but then when you're sober again stress is still going to be there it's not going anywhere so seems like a good thing to just have better ways to cope and things that you can do to reduce the stress in an easier way yeah this whole conversation just makes me want to go like ah we need better we need to empower ourselves and each other with better mechanisms so let's talk about Flowing up instead of following down into stress. How about that? That sounds fabulous. Okay. So I do have things that I do. Um, I actually made a list of of seven personal habits that I try to like press the accelerator on, especially during this time because of these risks of the the stress and downward spiral. All right. (laughs) A listicle. Um, Okay. So the first thing is sleep. It sounds super basic, but making the intention to actually get eight to nine hours of sleep over this holiday season, that means, you know, that means my, you might have to be more, you know, effective during the day. You can't zone out in front of the TV. You can't maybe take as long 
with other things in your life. But if you could fit in eight to nine hours of sleep every night, it will drastically and dramatically change your life, speaking from personal experience and a ton of research. I mean, so I have to admit, I'm super guilty of the scroll before I go to bed. And uh-huh. so I'll lay in bed uh-huh. with my phone and TikTok open. It's usually freaking TikTok. And I get in that uh-huh. habit of scrolling. It feels like a relaxation it mechanism. It feels like relaxation. Do you feel relaxed afterward? No, I'm like, girl, you should have been sleeping. <laughs> yes. Like that would have been but, such a better way yeah. to spend my time. Yes. Yes. So I think we all can relate to that. So sleep is my first thing. The second thing is leaning into like really taking exquisite. Actually, all of these seven things are about exquisite self-care. So my second strategy is around um, taking that time in the morning to at least have 10 minutes of alone time to journal with usually it's like with my hot coffee in my robe, you know, really creating a, yeah, creating that cozy moment in the morning with myself and my journal and my you know, nice pen and really enjoying those simple pleasures. Yeah, I love that. Like the tactical element and the smell of the yeah. coffee and coziness of the road. slippers and yeah. Yeah, it just gives you like a moment of softness, mm-hmm. it sounds like. Yeah, and joy. Absolutely. <laughs> um, the third thing is, as I mentioned, if you guys listened to our first episode, you know, I've started a pretty um, – sacred meditation practice that's personal to me. And so during this time, especially, I try to not miss a day of meditation because that is one thing that really grounds me. Yeah. And the consistency is so key because it's like you build it up and then I'm sure like your body almost craves it. Yes. And I I realize I feel better, so much better on the days when I get that in, you know? I love it. Okay, let's hear number four. Okay, or should we go to you? I just listed off my first three. Okay, I mean, like, my, mine are a little untraditional. Okay. So for me, figuring out how I can glow up, be my best version of self during the holiday season, it's a lot more reflective, and I really take the opportunity to have a step back and look at my life in various areas to kind of get to the root of what makes me happy and what doesn't make me happy. So I have a method. It's called the HMU method. Okay. Hit me up. Kind of, sort of, not quite, but almost. It's almost (laughs) as good as hit me up. Uh It definitely doesn't have anything to do with booty calls. Um, so it's the happy, meh, unhappy. Ooh, okay. Method. So I'm imagining, okay, on a piece of paper, if you had like three rows, happy is the Ex- first row, meh is the second row, and then unhappy is the third row. Exactly. Okay. And so I will set aside like a morning or an afternoon when I know I'll have time to be by myself, have some peace, and also get cozy. I think being cozy in your environment is really important. I love the coziness. Um, but so I'll normally get cozy, have a good meal, a good snack. Your girl loves a snack. And I'll sit down and I'll look at like the major functional areas of my life. So I'll look at work, finances, how I'm spending my free time and my hobbies. And I'll look at everything that I'm doing And 
really be honest with myself about what makes me feel really happy, what makes me feel kind of meh, Mm. and what makes me feel absolutely unhappy. And in taking the time to just be honest with myself, even when it's uncomfortable to do so, and how I'm feeling about how I'm spending my time, it gives me permission in a way to get rid of the things that don't feel good. Okay. So you list out things in your life during your reflection, whether it's people and relationships or events you've attended or plan to attend or work things as well, I'm assuming. Yeah. And put them in one of these three categories. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. and, it, and it could be anything. So it could be like one of my um, most recent ones that I've done sort of at the beginning of this holiday season. Um, I made my list. You already did it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. The minute October ends and Halloween's over, I'm that girl. I'm that girl that's like, give me some pumpkin spice. Give me a little Christmas ornament. Do you have Mariah Carey playing in your your apartment all all the time? I don't all the time. I would say maybe 50%. (laughs) Um, I used to set my ringtone during the holiday season when I was like younger. I would set my ringtone to all I want for Christmas. <laughs> it's all year long or just your No, like just, oh, just, just for the holiday season. Just for the holiday season. Give me that and like all the romantic like Christmas rom coms. Like all yes. the holidays have started for me. Um, but so I sat down at the beginning of November and made my list and one of the things that made my like super unhappy list was doing laundry okay interesting like what are you gonna do about it i'm gonna outsource it okay yeah Yeah. like i found you know a service that will come pick up and do wash and fold and also just a nuance for people that maybe aren't familiar with like la life most Apartments, a lot of apartments don't have a washer and dryer within the unit. And I happen to live in one of those kinds of apartments. So oh, I'm wow. like, so outsourcing that is going to be a huge time and energy saver for you. Massive time saver. Yes. And just also giving myself permission to clear that part of my brain uh-huh. that has to think about scheduling doing my laundry and when I'm going to do it and when I have time to do it. Now I'll just schedule someone to come pick it up and do it for me, um, yes. you know, and giving myself permission for that. So yeah, when when I figure out how I'm feeling about certain things in my life and whether it's happy meh, or unhappy, anything that's unhappy, I give myself permission to immediately, instantaneously get rid of it. Okay. So sometimes that's not fun. Right. Sometimes that makes other people really also unhappy. But if it's making me unhappy, I shouldn't spend any more time doing it. And mm-hmm. then for things that feel a bit meh, I'll create a 90-day plan. Okay. So I'll commit to myself to have those things out of my life within three months. Oh, wow. Okay. So that way, by the time I get to the end of January and the next year, my life should be full of happy things. Okay. And then for the things that do make me happy... I just look for ways that I can incorporate more of that. You know, I really love this. It might sound kind of cutthroat to somebody listening, you know, and I think what I would share if you're thinking that right now is that, you know, these are the types of things that most people can't bring themselves to do, right? Because it feels too 
difficult to cut people out of people out of your life, right? Or even like some routines that you're so used to doing that feel like, no, I can't just stop going there or seeing that person. But I think to really prioritize living your best life and being where you're meant to be with the people you're meant to be with, you have to be cutthroat about your own happiness. If you're not cutthroat about your own happiness, who else is going to be? That's a tweetable. <laughs> like, like literally, 100%, though, 100%. Like if, if you're not going to be your best advocate to stand up for yourself, to make sure that you're spending your, your time, it's your time that belongs to you on things that really make you happy, do you expect anyone else to care that much about the things that make you happy? Like and you have to be point? your best advocate. What's the point? Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So that's one of the things that I do. Yeah. And then the other thing that I do is I, I'm, I like list. I said earlier, I like a good listicle. Um, I do a top five review and top five being the top five people that I've spent the most time with throughout the year. So throughout the 10 months prior to start of November, start of the holiday season, I look at who have I spent the most time with? You're going to have to tell me where I land in that list. I hope it's not the, the H or the U. I hope it's not the U. I mean, we're sitting here right now, so I would say you should feel pretty I'm safe. good. I'm safe. Yeah, because if it were in if it were in the you, the it might be method. it might be in the med though. I might be like finding out my destiny. I'm just gonna get up and walk out as we're recording right now, and then you'll know. Um, but yeah, I look at the top five people that I've spent the most time with throughout the year, and really take time to assess the value of those relationships. Mm-hmm how those relationships have made me feel. Do they feel somewhat reciprocal? Do I feel drained? Like any emotion that I might be feeling around hanging out with those individuals, I assess it. And it's really important to me to have community and people that I spend my time with that are making me a better version of myself. Mm -hmm. And Again, I think it can be easy to get into a rut of doing what's comfortable and doing what's familiar and sort of going with the flow that makes other people happy. But if you're not going to be your own best advocate, again, you'll end up wasting so much precious time in life. And we only have one life. So you should spend it with people that uplift you and make you feel good about yourself. So I'll look at that top five and I'm not as cutthroat with the top five, but it's more of like rearrangement and realizing where maybe I'm super invested in some relationships that are maybe a bit one-sided or maybe every time I go to hang out with that person, I feel a pit of anxiety in my stomach because of just whatever the dynamic of our relationship might be. And then that's not a good sign. (laughs) (laughs) It really isn't. And then I reassess. Do I need to talk to this person as much as I do? Should we be spending as much time together as we spend? And kind of go from there and deciding where I'll I'll invest my time. Okay. That sounds amazing. That sounds like beautiful ways to ensure your glow up. Yeah. 
Okay, so I have a couple more in my list. Okay, let's hear them. Okay, so my fourth strategy to have a glow up during this time is to make my appointments. You know all those annoying medical and dental appointments that you keep putting off? And I'm the worst with this kind of thing. Like I will, (laughs) I mean, during the pandemic, I hadn't seen a dentist in two years. So same. um, So I, okay, this time of year, I make the calls, right? Because you usually have to book months in advance. So I'm like, all right, let me just put them all on my calendar for the next year. So I'll, you know, schedule my teeth whitening and schedule my dental checkup and schedule my, you know, gynecologist appointment and schedule my pap smear and schedule um, anything else that I feel like I need to do in like the, my mammogram, like the dental and medical world, which I haven't gotten a mammogram yet. And I was thinking, ooh, this is the year. You haven't. No. No. Have you? I have. So breast cancer runs in my family. And so I started getting mammograms at a young, younger age. And yeah, it's not comfortable, but Mm. it is good to get that checkup and just know. Peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. And to make it a part of your routine. So I'm excited for you to get your first mammogram. I'll definitely share with you guys how that goes. Yeah. If you want to hear. Um, So that's my, yeah, that's my step number or list number four. Okay. Um, And then the remaining three are around, you know, really sort of similar to yours in terms of evaluating, okay, can I, you know, top causes of stress. Ever since I read that book, Brainwash, I've been like thinking about this. I'm like, okay, the top causes of stress are um, overworking, undersleeping, eating too much sugar and processed food, not moving our bodies enough. Um, So I really lean into the next two in terms of like getting Again, the, my favorite word is exquisite care, exquisite self-care. And I think about how can I take exquisite care of myself? Sometimes even asking questions to yourself with words that, that light up certain parts of your brain that make you feel like, ah, yes, you know, helps to give yourself the answers that you need. So exquisite self-care is one of those words for me. And so I'll, you know, Really try to, because I know I'm going to be indulging in cookies and big oh, meals all and all the cakes and, you know, and so in between those times, I try to focus on my nutrition, really dial that in, focus on making sure I'm getting in my workouts. And then lastly, really connecting deeply with people that I love. So taking that extra time um, and not rushing through, you know, not having superficial conversations, but going deep. Um, and which is something we are going to talk more about in a later episode for the, for the, this season. Um, but yeah, those are my seven strategies. I love them. And I feel like those are all things that are pretty easy to implement, at least to be Mm -hmm. mindful of. And sometimes that's the first start is having awareness that we're coming to the close of the year and you want to end strong, finish with a bang and maybe not follow some of the patterns or behaviors that just haven't served you in the past. And so I think all of the things that you shared are just really good things to have in the back of your mind, to start implementing that you could do today if you wanted to. Right. And it's sort of, I, I like this idea um, that this motivational speaker, Ed Milet talks about in terms of it's separation season. Like 
you know, the competitive nature in me comes out. I'm like, okay, most people, quote unquote, most people, which isn't us, right? Because if you're listening to this podcast, you're not, you're not average. You're on a mission. You've got freaking audacious goals, right? Most people during, during this season, just throw all of that to shit, right? <laughs> and so that really motivates me. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like most people. I've really got to dial it in this season so that I can enjoy everything to the fullest. Yes. And then you get to start the new year feeling so strong and on top of your game in a way that's even feminine. It's like resting in your femininity at the end of the year, taking mm. really good care of yourself, being really cutthroat About around your, your energy yeah, and your happiness. Mm taking the time to do that then allows you to sort of very softly move to the top of the pyramid at the beginning of the year so you can have an amazing start. And I think if you are listening right now, try to find at least one of these things. We threw a lot out there and each have very different approaches. But if one of the things that we mentioned stands out to you, whether it be around mindset or how you're practicing self-care or how you're making decisions and how you're spending your time. If you could just incorporate one of those things into your life, I think you would be on a wonderful path to have a glow up for 2023 and to start the new year with the right energy and the right attitude to go out and accomplish those audacious goals. Mm, love it. Here's to your glow up, guys. Yep. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. And don't forget, we still have that really amazing incentive for anyone who's listening to this podcast right now, who is looking for a community with other like-minded women, we want to pamper you. And that's why you have an opportunity to win a spa day at the Four Seasons. So how do you get entered in? Three easy steps. First, Make sure you're following this podcast on your podcast app. Press that little follow button. Then write us a short review with a five-star rating. It really helps get the word out to other women who need this content. And then third, share that review. Share your review with us on your Instagram story, but be sure to tag us. It's at Gush Living. We'll pick one lucky winner on January 1st. So go ahead and get entered right now. And we'll see you next time.